0: Welcome back to another episode of Quarren Stream, uh, yet another Sinus podcast. I'm Jared Kingery. I'm Cody Viafania. And our guest today, returning for the second half of our conversation, comedian Eddie Pence. Eddie.
1: Hey. Hey. Thanks for
0: coming back. Hi. Thanks for having me back. Um, you, of course, um, are one of the hosts of The Ramble, along with our very own uh, little Cody Viafania. Mm hmm. Naked and, Cody. Um, Yes, yes, I, I'm, I'm clothed code. in this in this realm, but <laughs> not <in> my mind, <laughs> <laughs> not <in> my mind. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, Jerry Rocha, who was on the first episode of this show. So, um, how's uh, how's the quarantine been treating you, Eddie? It's
1: going all right. We uh, we uh, one of the we like I think the movies I'm starting to show Colton are getting uh, more and more inappropriate. We because uh, I went I did like I said last time we would watched Naked Gun and Three Amigos and Airplane, mm-hmm. and there was boobs in Airplane. Um, and then the other night we we decided to show him Step Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I knew going in like okay I probably shouldn't be showing him this movie, but I couldn't help it, I because I wanted to say I hadn't seen it in so long, and we watched Step Brothers, and he was dying laughing, and then the part where you know John C Riley and what's her face are doing it in the bathroom, <laughs> just like I I don't know what to explain this is to it's like that's people.
0: Catherine Hahn, right yeah okay I think yeah. so
1: I'm just like you know what that's when two people love each other. <laughs> In a bathroom at a restaurant. I
2: thought you were going with the nutsack on the drum set with that.
1: Um,
0: well, he's seen his nutsack. He knows what a
1: nutsack looks like. But
0: two people I fucking
1: just... in, a, in a sink of a public bathroom.
0: <laughs> One of my favorite jokes in that, and it's so like such a nice real touch, is the white dog poop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, the, the dog poop's been out in the sun for days. <laughs>
2: God damn it! Don't that movie. <laughs> hey, Col- Colton
1: came in the other day. He's like, you know, make that feel better. And I'm like, what? He's like, if you lick my butthole. <laughs> I'm like, awesome, awesome. My kid it is so set. That is. I, I that's think... like the perfect movie for a ten year old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, it's so funny. That movie is I, so fucking
0: funny. I also think I had that Yoda shirt that John C. Riley wears. <laughs> I had
1: that. I had that that version of the VHS of the yeah. Star Wars series that Luke. No, I that think bought every single time he put it out
0: because he's yes. an asshole that was the 95 set i may have had the i think i I either had that yoda shirt or i had the darth vader version of that shirt i had the i had that yoda tie oh nice i have a i had a when my (laughs) that reminds you my very first um job was at albertson's grocery store and um when i got promoted to a cash to be a cashier i had to get a tie and i went straight to suncoast motion picture company and bought a uh, Star Wars concept art tie. Nice. The Ralph McQuarrie concept art. If you're familiar with that, yeah,
1: that was, was R two and three PO, or was it Vader it's, and it's, Luke? It's that.
0: It's um, the it's, it's the, Luke one? the famous image of like like Vader's giant, and his yeah. face is a lot more angular, and you've got yeah. that like weird like Luke Han hybrid. Yeah, yeah, and the That's like one. uh, you know, kind I of demon face s- Chewbacca.
1: I did something similar. Uh, I didn't have a tie, and I was getting ready to graduate college, and I went and bought that Yoda tie. Nice. Because I didn't have a tie either.
0: And, and of course, probably no one could see that it was a Yoda tie. No, because I had
1: a gown on. Yeah, because that, <laughs>
0: that's the same with my tie. It was I had an apron on, so no one could tell.
1: And to this day, still my only tie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I actually wore that tie to a wedding um, a couple years ago because the, the bride and groom... Which are now divorced. Oh, um, huge. Tie. Yeah, that was like two years, three years ago. Um, it, it's all up to the tie. No, that and that was my. I, I it was it, a. St- they had a. They're star, huge Star Wars fans, so I got to whip out an old, 25 uh, you know, year old tie.
1: Only problem is it was mid 90s, so it was those big fat ties.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it still had the wrinkles in it because I had always left it tied because I never <laughs> wanted to re tie it.
1: Well, because I don't know how to tie a tie either, so I just leave it tied.
0: Yeah, I just kind of guess at it, and it it looks okay.
2: Yeah, pre-YouTube days where you can find a tutorial on how to do that.
1: Exactly. They have an app for it, too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask, because I I get the sense from talking to Jerry that perhaps the thing that's hitting you the hardest with quarantine is your inability to go uh, buy exclusive action figures and toys. Oh, it's
1: hurting, man. It's hurting. We (laughs) We have a guy down in Long Beach. Which is like 30 minutes, 40 minutes from where we are in L.A. And uh, we were going to go. He runs this place called Toys vs. Games. And we actually did a little ramble video that's on our YouTube page about us going down there one time. And Jerry was so hard up to go get a new toy that we were, we had a plan to go down there. And the guy's like, hey, man, come down. I'll, I'll open up my store. You guys can come in. Like, we're that, that, we're that in with him that he was going to go open up his shutdown store for us to go in and look at toys. And I, Tracy, my wife, put the kibosh on it. She wouldn't let me go because she said, "You're not going to go down Long Beach. That's like the epicenter of the, the <laughs> outbreak in California." I'm like, "All right, fine, I won't go." But Jerry, I gave Jerry my blessing, and he went, and he went by himself, <laughs> and he called me from there, and I kind of like got to live vicariously through him as he was looking for
0: what so sad state for two. You're for man. you're looking for new stuff.
1: Um, no, he's got more older stuff, like you know, you know, from a couple waves ago. It's nothing. It's not stuff that's out right now i mean i have another guy i have another great hookup a guy who listens to my uh the ralph report um and he's also a ramble. we got him to listen to the ramble now too he's a toy he's one of those toy guys uh, he has his own ebay toy shop and he gets stuff straight from the the dealers and then he'll cut us some uh a little break on it so we've met up with him a couple times and scored some good stuff i uh
0: (laughs) i am literally surrounded by um action figures right now um are you do you are you an open them guy or you leave i do open i do open okay i open um, some. I leave most of them in the package.
1: Some stuff I did. Last year, I went to San Diego Comic-Con, and I got a couple exclusives If I, ha- I haven't opened. But most, for the most part, like I collect Star Wars Black Series, the six-inch. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have basically, I have everything in the, in all the ways. I have every Star Wars Black Series. I open them all up because I like, I like posing them and playing with them. Well, see, but, I, there's I, a, what's
0: that? I said I've got those, uh, the 40th anniversary versions of those. Yeah, because those have great backs. So yeah, those yeah, you yeah.
1: keep. You wouldn't open those. Those are kind of cool. Like, I have the, uh, the, the the Comic-Con exclusive last year was the six-inch Black Series Boba Fett replica made, not based off the movie, but based off the original animated. Kenner three-and-a-half-inch. Oh, and the... That, yes, yes. And that came in a cool, like, back, you know, back, cardboard back. And so that still isn't open. I didn't open that one. but
0: You know what I found today at Walmart were the um, reissue Kenner Real Ghostbusters figures. Oh, nice. They are, like amazingly accurate to 1986 and it, awesome. it took me right back i got Cody's... one of
1: uh, speaking of comic exclusives i got last year they had the uh, optimus prime ghostbuster
0: god damn it i need that one i know i have, two, uh, I, have two I know of you them. got it i know jerry <laughs> I has it them. too
1: right i bought two of
0: them i have two in my garage fuck i need to get one <laughs> I keep I I'm looking on eBay and they're ridiculously priced. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm trying to sell mine for. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch! I bought, I bought two. I got one for myself and then one to ridiculously price on eBay.
0: Well,
2: that's a classic. You, we 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 have we. But Jared and I have both done that before. For with with, oh, well, with Mondo prints.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I need that Ghostbusters Optimus Prime, so it's pretty sweet. It's maybe uh, sweet. I might end up being the one that buys it for a ridiculous price from well, you. Let me know, um, make me an offer, and then I, I won't try to I won't rob you blind. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Gonna, <laughs> then my wife won't murder me. <laughs> it's just collecting dust, and my wife keeps going.
1: When are you going to sell this stuff? You said you bought it in Comic Con. You're going to sell it. I'm like, well, I was going to sell it, but I don't want to. Like, you better sell <laughs> it. So. At speaking some point, of, I'm going to have to sell it, so I my need to sell, and your need to buy may meet us
0: halfway. Okay, well then, yeah, so, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, speaking of, did you? Um, we're getting off topic here already, but <laughs> no, uh, did you? Good. Did you? Did you? Well, I guess we aren't, are. Are we, we? Are did, we rambling? Oh, <laughs> oh man! But we did. We did uh, watch Transformers the movie. But um, nice. did you order the uh, the Unicron? the has unicron no
1: i saw it in person though because they had the they had the spec piece in comic-con last year yeah and it is massive and beautiful
0: yeah and one of my uh my best friends is um he's a, a he has his own comic book publishing company and he was at comic-con and he was sending me pictures and oh it's glorious he, he kind of talked me into buying it so you bought it oh yeah i Do you have it oh no it hasn't it hasn't it has i don't I didn't know if think it's it even got been made verd- yet right because they don't right. have
1: orders to make it yet right
0: no, no, no. They um they achieved their order. It was like a you know like a Kickstarter thing or whatever.
1: Yeah, you had to get so many people uh, ordering it for them to make it.
0: Yeah, so they they extended it for a little while, so it got to like eight thousand orders or whatever they were looking for. So I don't know when it's gonna show up. I get emails about it every now and then, but I did Dude, pay for it's it. It's massive.
1: But... Where are you gonna put that thing? <laughs>
0: I, I don't know. Huge. My wife might sh- my wife might shove it up my ass because <laughs> she's so pissed that I spent so much money on it, but. Dude. That's gonna hurt because it's fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's got a bunch of spikes and shit. So yeah, um, Unicron is I, not forgiving. I uh, <laughs> we I am uh re- we are remodeling the garage into my kind of nerd okay. room, so it'll it'll have Fuck a place you. there. Hey, just I hang, know. hang it from That's the
2: nice score from the like the garage door thing.
1: The <laughs> are you gonna leave it as a planet? or Are you gonna have it transformed?
0: Uh, I'm gonna have him transformed. Nice. I prefer nice. that look. Um, yeah, just because it's uh. The planet thing, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I think it comes with a stand, so we'll see. Unless it's just a ball that sits on a desk, like anyway, <laughs> well, it would take uh, up the whole desk. Yeah, I had a a, 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 a close encounter with uh, the Star Wars uh, Lego Death Star.
1: Oh, um, I have that. My my kid has that. He got that. Is it the two. one?
0: Is it the one with like the the figures or the the one that's just more like a model?
1: No, this one's the this one has the figures. It's it was his dream gift, and he got he finally got it like two years ago for Christmas.
0: Okay, because this was the mo- the one that's like the model one, like oh, and it was massive. Um, and I assume this thing is much bigger. So,
1: have you seen the Star Destroyer, like the massive Star Destroyer one? That oh yeah, I watched the with?
0: I watched the build of that. That's that crazy, friggin' enormous. Yeah. Saw that in person. Yeah, that and the uh, Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I think they had at the Lego store. I, I would to love
1: here. to have that falcon i just have nowhere to put the thing or the 700 dollars <laughs> to buy it
0: uh, i my, my my friend who is also the comic book uh, writer um, he's very into lego and he's been sending me pictures of um, during this quarantine he's been building his own lego metroplex oh, wow. from transformers um, and it, it turned out really cool he was he was he was he was sending me pictures and he said hey do you think this should be white or gray because i looked at the toy and it's more gray but I'm like it's got to be white because that's what yeah. everyone thinks it is. Yeah, it's so. white. Yeah. Anyway, where we've lost Cody completely here. <laughs> no, I've ch- I checked out a long time ago. <laughs> but <laughs> this is yeah, what uh, he does on the ramble too. So. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there naked, watching, yeah, just behind. naked, peering over our that, shoulder. That's
2: my piss break when the, you start talking about <laughs> toys. I'm like, hey, I
0: got like ten minutes. I can do whatever here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, so let's get uh, into our um, the whole meat of this show here. Yeah. Um we recommended a couple of movies to you Eddie yeah. um to watch during quarantine. And we should do a scoreboard uh, recap right now. Scoreboard recap um okay. episode 1. Okay. Um featuring Jerry Rocha, we um I recommended um Man versus Snake, um a documentary about a video game player which he told me later that he watched and uh, very much enjoyed with Billy Mitchell had because Billy Mitchell was a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and then you recommended uh, "Finders Keepers," Cody. Yes. So Jerry uh, ended up picking "Finders Keepers" and enjoying it. Um, though I still think I should get half that point because he still watched. Uh, well, if if, if if
2: you if you get half that point, it's deducted for Greg's mild recommendation in episode. Two. <laughs> well, okay.
0: So, so episode two, we uh, we moved on. We had um, our guest was Greg Sestero, uh, actor from "The Room." And uh, writer of the Disaster Artist and um, nice. uh, the movie Best Friends, he uh, I recommended uh, the Shaggy D A, mm-hmm. which is a sequel to the Shaggy Dog, and was kind of a topic of Cody and I's conversation for a while because the movie was heavily referenced in the t- the Tim Heidecker mockumentary Mister America. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I recommended uh, Rookie of the Year, um, oh, nice the one. Cody Viafanya story,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, Greg picked the Shaggy D A, and surprisingly had a very um, uh, strong connection to the Shaggy Dog. Like it was one of his favorite movies; he was watched when he huh. grew up, and it him and his brother, and they would act out scenes with his dad and stuff. It was very surprising that that someone was that connected to the Shaggy Dog. So uh, anyway, on that note, he picked the Shaggy D A. He didn't love it, but he uh, liked it enough for me to get the point. It was a so be- are- oh, there you go. Yeah, it was a begrudging recommendation (laughs) Greg's a nice guy so he (laughs) wasn't gonna trash it yeah so so, yeah we are tied at two points apiece so uh, for you Eddie we recommended um, I recommended the three Musketeers the Disney version starring Charlie Sheen Kiefer Sutherland and Chris (laughs) O'Donnell Cody you recommended uh, um, uh, fighting with my family the kind of biographical uh, movie of page from the WWE uh came out last year, directed by Steven Merchant. I think um, Nick Frost is in that, right? Yeah, and, uh, Lena Le- Headey. Uh, Lena Headey, yeah. Okay, so uh, without further ado, Eddie, which movie did you pick? Well, I, I have to give you
1: my thoughts on my selection process. Yes. Okay. What I did was because I I kind of geared this towards me and my son watching something we hadn't watched before, and so I sat him down. I was like, okay, have to, we, we have a choice between these two movies. What do you want to watch? And he's like, I don't know. So I went to amazon i played the trailer for fighting with my family and he's like oh that looks good let's watch that and i'm like all right well we have to look at the other one so i went to disney plus and i pulled up uh uh three uh three uh three musketeers and there's no trailer for three musketeers all there is is a one minute clip of chris o'donnell or chris o yeah chris o'donnell sword fighting a guy for <laughs> like a minute and that's it and then I'm like, "All right, what do you want to watch?" It's like, "Well, the other one looked better." I'm like, "All right." So we ended up watching "Fighting" with my family. Damn. Um, so, foiled by a trailer. But yeah, I think if I think if Three Amigos that had a good trailer cut and put up on Disney Plus, we would have watched that.
0: You hear that Disney? You could have had a fucking viewer.
1: So I think that's <laughs> for- Disney Plus's fault for not for just throwing up a minute of a Chris o- 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 O'Connell or do- is it O'Donnell or O'Connell? O'Donnell. 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 As in Rosie.
0: You're oh. thinking of Jerry O'Connell. Oh, that's mixing the two up. Uh, yeah, I, that that is weird. I don't understand what the like why that would be the because I think he would have
1: been all on board with Three Amigos or three, God, why I keep saying Three three, Amigos? <laughs> three Musketeers? Had there been a trailer, but we ended up seeing the trailer for Fighting with My Family, and we went with that. Mm. Okay. So,
2: so as it um, stands, three to two me in our point yes. system.
0: So no, 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 it's no, it's uh, it's five to four. Oh, excuse me. No, I no, mean, no. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. I, I never mind. I'm stupid. You're right. Three to two. God damn it! I'm sorry. I know.
2: I think you're it is. I think you are right. I think it is five to four, right? Because a point for picking and. Oh no, you're right. I am right. God damn it! This is we fucking fucked confusing. each other up. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, anyway, moving on from that shit show. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into it, and 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 we'll just kind of. Jared, you haven't seen this, have you?
0: I still, I still have not. No, I, I missed it when it came out last year, and I haven't been uh, intrigued enough to check it to track it down
1: all right yeah, I admit I had meant to see this in the theater as well and I just it was one of those things where like after three weeks had gone by I'm like eh, I'm not going
2: yeah so so let's just get right into it and uh what did you and Colton think of uh fighting with my family
1: Colton really liked it um he really dug it but he also liked hop <laughs> so I, God damn it I, I,
0: you you have a thing for James Mar against James Marsden Well
1: it's fresh in my mind because he's always in these fuck- I had to see Sonic the Hedgehog and then we had to watch hop uh, So uh, he's got things for James Marsden he liked it I I went back and forth on it like there was parts of it I really enjoyed there was parts of it because I remember watching I watched that raw when she when Paige came out. And mm-hmm. won the title from a j lee i I remember watching that match, and I just felt like to me there was more drama and more emotion in the actual real match on Raw than what they had done, sure in recreating the fight, which doesn't make sense because it's a fake fight to begin with
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> i i think I think the th- I think the thing that you
1: understand what I'm saying like the fake fight the fake fake fight wasn't <laughs> as good as the original fake. fight.
2: <laughs> I, I think, t- for me, I think I think the the entire build up to everything was was what was like the juicy stuff of that story yeah, too.
1: The the payoff, like I enjoyed the build up. I would have liked to seen because if I, re- I I'm trying to remember if I remember correctly, Paige was the NXT Women's Champion coming into that match. Mm-hmm. Like I, they kind of glossed know. over how popular and how over she was in NXT. They kind of like there was things I knew about that story where I'm kind of like this seems like they're just kind of glossing over it a little too much and then we kept going back with the f- I don't know it was parts of it I really really enjoyed and like you said it hit on all the tropes of like that the um, the underdog sports story but yeah I never got the feeling from her character what she was always truly going through like I seemed to like everyone else I seemed to like really see what it meant to them but she's the only person I didn't see where it didn't I didn't feel like it it meant to her what it was supposed to mean to her.
2: Yeah, I, I could see that. I think where it got the hooks in me was um, was first and foremost the the story with her and her brother and how her brother was seen as like the the one with like all of the talent and the one who was yeah. like really going to be the one that was going to make that tryout and then of course it turns yeah. out sorry Jared spoiler that. Uh, her, b-
0: I, I checked. I checked out. I'm sorry. I I have no- <laughs> that
2: her. So basically, her brother. Uh, they both try out for WWE, and she's taken, and her brother isn't. And and I and I kind of liked how the storyline played off of her wanting to give up in the training part, and then kept on going not only for herself but for the sake of her, her brother family. and her family. And and I also thought, and um, I and I think that the best part of the movie, honestly, I thought was Vince Vaughn. I really liked that character and. In um, him, in the movie uh, as the trainer, I don't know how you felt about. I liked, Vince his, I
1: liked his backstory, and I liked the reveal of his backstory. I thought that was a that was a nice reveal of his backstory. I, I like the that too. Was, what I didn't get with her is like, I don't know. I was never made clear to me. I don't know if it's through the writing. I don't think it was. She, I thought she was. A, she's a good actress. I don't think it was through the performance. I just don't know if it was there in the writing or maybe the directing or what. But I don't know why. There was nothing that stood out with her to make. Vince Vaughn go okay you're the one I'm taking
2: I could I that is a val I, I that is entirely valid and I think I agree like with like it you just on seemed
1: like okay I'm taking her because I have to because this is the story we're telling
2: No, I, I think the only thing I would counter that with is that I think by the nature and the makeup of Vince Vaughn's character he's sort of designed and programmed to not let anyone know what he's thinking at any given time. Right. And, and I think that that's the only reason why I think I let that go a little bit was because he's not really one who's vocalizing his thoughts and he's the kind of guy who, you know, the, the typical again, stereotypical, no, you know, sports trainer, who's only giving negative feedback and not really right. praising any of the positive. But
1: I, I, I'm speaking just not even through, not, not seeing it through his characters, but, but seeing it through as an audience member, mm-hmm. seeing, her having that extra something, that spark that they kept talking about, I never saw. Sure. They, there was never a scene, there was never a moment where they were in the tryout or anything like that, where you're like, oh, okay, this one, she's head and shoulders, she's got, she's got it, and these other ones don't. Yeah. Other than having the jet black hair and the pierced lip, where she looked different than everybody, mm-hmm. other than looking different, I never. There was never a moment leading up to that point where you're like, she obviously has something that no one else has, and yeah. I. I It doesn't have to be seen through Vince Vaughn's eyes, but just through the audience's eyes seeing that character like, no, this is why she's destined to be picked because she's just this good. And then they just never they never brought that to the screen.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah I, I can certainly understand that criticism as well what, what did you think about the humor of the movie because I, I think i think that that was the one benefit of having steven merchant is i think i think the movie's actually pretty funny
1: i love the humor like the whole the whole dinner scene when yeah. uh, they were meeting the girlfriend's parents i thought that was a h- hilarious scene mm-hmm. so funny um talking about when they how they met and they started making out and like <laughs> the the other parents are sitting there watching this happen and i mean I thought the humor of the movie was great. It was an entertaining movie. I was entertained the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the Rock was good in it. Playing, the I rock. love
2: the Rock cameo
1: for sure. Um, it was it was good. Like I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. I just wish the, I like I said, I wish there was that one moment, that one scene that had shown her why she was so much better than everybody else. Why she was this, she had the spark and the other people did Yeah, because they made they made the point to show that no one else had it, mm-hmm. but they never made the point to show that she had it. Yeah, um, and then I wish the payoff had been better. Like I said, because I remember watching that match live on TV, and that match seemed to have more emotion and drama in it than mm-hmm. what the f- the the replay of that match did in the ring. Like I just wish that I think that could have had a better. It almost seemed rushed to that point. Like it was okay, let's get this over with, just to
2: wrap it up in time.
1: Let's just yeah. wrap this. Let's wrap this up and have her win. You know, and then also you're, they've done they've they've pulled back the curtain on wrestling about how it's. You know, it's not fake; it's fixed. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why do we not know she wins the title? Like, why is it, that not? Why aren't those stakes involved? Yes,
2: yes, I agree with you on that. It, it is played, and and I think that's maybe the tricky part of doing a, a doing a scene like that and a payoff like that is that. The payoff is that she wins the title, but she would have known that prior to stepping into the ring, and yes, and so it the the way that it's kind of portrayed in the movie is that this is something that she like that it wasn't predetermined and that she earned it in the ring like that. Right. It it is it does feel a little bit off on that sense for sure. Um, but yeah. So what were uh, what what do you think that Colton liked the most about it?
1: Um, I think he liked The Rock. Yeah, uh, obviously he liked he like he gets the he gets a lot of the humor because, like I said. I talked about in the previous show we did that, you know, I've exposed him to a lot of comedy and even this one, Step Brothers, I've exposed him to a lot of comedy as at a young age. So he gets a lot of adult humor and he mm-hmm. thinks a lot of things that most kids his age wouldn't get or find funny. He finds them funny. So he got a lot of the crude, you know, sexual innuendo, stuff like that. yeah um, <laughs> Like, the, you know, why you call me sex tape? Because he makes people famous. Or you know, why you call him sex tape? Because he makes people famous. Like stuff like that. You
2: know, he gets. <laughs> which is which is funny that that joke is in a movie about Paige, by the way, right? And <laughs> I, I I'm shocked they put that in. <laughs> I was too,
1: <laughs> because uh, yeah, I mean, she's famously has that sex tape of her of you know going going crazy in NXT just <laughs> with what's his face, um, but. Yeah, but to put that sex tape joke in, I, I I thought McMahon would have pulled that. Oh, for sure, yeah. Which was very shocking to me to see that in there.
2: Yeah, I, I think the last thing I'll say about it, and I think this is, you know, as as a critic, you 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 try to be as objective as possible in these things. But there's if there's like one thing that 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 kind of gets me, no matter what even though i know what the ploy is and the manipulation of it it's sort of like that that this like the arc of a sports movie or like the arc of an underdog sports yeah, movie like,
1: yeah i agree like i like i got i got the feels in the part i was supposed to get the feels like when she yeah. left and she put the hood up and didn't turn back i got the feels where you're supposed to get the feels when she left the airport i got i got the feels even 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 in the final match when she won and I, I was even, half my brain was going, this is not as good as the actual real match. Wow, mm-hmm. how come they couldn't make this as good as that? I still got the the chills and the goosebumps, and I still felt the emotions you were supposed to feel. Yeah. Like, it hit all the right marks as far as a sports movie goes, an underdog story goes.
2: Yeah. And that's something that I can't avoid, like, because even in bad sports movies, I get goosebumps at those moments. I'm like, God damn no, it. No, like,
1: <laughs> I got it in that in that final match when she won the title and then her family's cheering in the living room. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps and I get that little well in the back of my throat. I'm like, oh, God, they got me. <laughs> yeah. Even though, I, even though I was like, that match was crap and they could have done that. They, <laughs> why didn't they just redo the actual match they already qu- choreographed four years ago? Yeah. Yeah you know yeah. but like at the same time it still hit the marks like it still did it
2: yeah all right well let's go ahead and get to the juicy part here which is the on our point system as it stands 3 to 2 the question becomes and i'm going to be very because greg really allowed some room for 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 uh for like judgment on this one because Greg was not super enthusiastic about the Shaggy DA and he complained about it the whole time but still recommended it. <laughs> so uh the 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 question what did we narrow it down to Jared it was do you recommend it, it was the
0: was like the ultimate um I don't think that there's any kind of uh, yeah okay well I mean did you like did you like it enough to to I mean did you like it okay yeah was I it worth it was your really...
2: time was it was it something yeah. you That that you're glad that you watched during quarantine, I guess, is the main thing.
1: Yeah. Um, Yes, I would say I was like I said, it was a movie that I planned to see when I when the it came out in theaters, and I just never got around to it, and I had actually forgot it was on streaming until you guys had recommended it and i'm like oh yeah that's uh i I probably do want to check that one out so if i wasn't going to watch it this time for this i probably would have gone back and watched it had we ended up watching three musketeers anyway Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and i did watch it and i like i said i enjoyed it i had my there's some issues i had with it but it was definitely not a waste of time and especially if you enjoy wrestling and seeing the curtain peeled back a little bit i think it's it was a pretty fun movie
0: all right. Well, all right then. So it's four to two for Cody in our <laughs> completely pointless point system. So, um, so let's move on to this the the suggestion, uh, the recommendation you gave us, Eddie, and that is Transformers: yes. The Movie, nineteen eighty six. Uh, Cody was but a twinkle in the eye. Oh God, were well, you not of... born
1: yet? You weren't born yet. Were you? No,
2: I was. I
0: was born in eighty nine. So this was
2: this predates egg. me by a few years. <laughs> so, Damn
0: it. so I, I look. I kind of made it clear on the last episode that this is a, a movie was a huge, huge part of my childhood and remains so as I have a couple of movie posters of it hanging up right now. <laughs> um, by the way, I, oh, I, I meant to mention this on the last show, um, Eddie, but for uh, for my wedding, um, I uh, went to um, the uh, Dallas Fan Expo last year and had a uh, paid for a recording session with both Peter oh, Cullen.
1: Yeah. Cody told me about this. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, had them kind of uh, uh, act out as Optimus Prime and Megatron to <sighs> um, interrupt the wedding. And it was, a, <laughs> it was, it was one of my proudest, nerdiest moments ever. <laughs> and they were, it was super cool to watch them do that in person. I was like, I was like, holy shit, this guy's Optimus Prime talking to me right now as I'm That's holding amazing. this recorder. Uh, cool. Yeah, so so um, obviously um, it's a huge part of my life. But, um, Cody, you this is your first exposure to the animated Transformers. Yeah. Um, as a huge yeah, Michael act, Bay fan. Yeah, <laughs> as, a, as a guy who loved every live action <laughs> one. Ugh. Um, Bumblebee actually, was okay. Uh, I liked Bumblebee, and I, I still sort of like the first film. It's okay. First one I, I could follow.
1: Liked... First one I could tolerate. Bumblebee I enjoyed mostly for the first ten minutes on Cybertron.
0: Yeah. Did you hear that they're making an animated prequel? Yes. Yeah, I'm that's very excited awesome. about that. Yeah. But this is the first animated film. Uh came out in nineteen eighty six. Cody. Yes. <laughs> what <laughs> did you do you even have any idea what you watched? no, it was all
2: a fever dream. I and like I, I I texted this to Jared while I was watching it, and I think it might be the most 80s thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, it's like, super 80s. Like, like just so first and foremost, I you know, I think without a base in any of this stuff, none of it makes sense because it's all a bunch of people going, there's a star beam on the, like, they're just talking and, and like, talking about planets and, and robots and shit, and I'm just, I just, like, <laughs> none of it's tracking for me. And then like, (laughs) and then like you intercut that with like, with like the most generic like '80s cock rock like motivational songs at every turn. So good. And then you have and then you have Dare to Be Stupid in there, which again I'm like, where? Why is this in here? Uh,
1: And I was just thoroughly confused (laughs) by all of it. Then you have Eric Idle's Transformer of just talking nonsense. (laughs) Yeah. What do you say? Or, or like the
2: fast-talking transformer one. That um, who is that? Oh yeah, it's Blur. Or who the actor is? No, 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 just the
1: character. Blur. Blur that yeah.
0: that guy is uh, the the guy who voiced him John Mosheed is famously the micro machine the micro guy, machine too.
1: yeah micro machine guy
0: that's again that's before your time yeah already, I, I it's yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's in home <laughs> micro machines are in Home Alone so I, yes.
2: I, I I just don't know I I don't know that I have much to add to this conversation other than it's one of those things where I feel like if you didn't grow up with it or around it I I would find it very hard to crack if you weren't there oh, in the well, moment.
0: I mean, it it it's, and I think uh, Eddie, you'll agree, it shamelessly just throws you right in, like it assumes that you've watched. Oh yes, Transformers. It's,
1: it's the culmination of a couple years of Saturday morning cartoons and toy right. collecting. Right. In a two um, hour, it's a two hour culmination of that.
0: And 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 kind of uh, famously kills off a whole bunch of characters. Yeah, including right off the bat. including Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. which is. Anecdotally, probably one of the biggest kind of pop culture uh, mistakes, I would say. Yeah, it's up because, there with New Coke. <laughs> because they 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 ended up bringing the character back. You had to, uh, yeah, Just like Coca Cola Classic, right? Um, but they um, so they kill Optimus Prime and they they introduce a whole bunch of new characters, ostensibly as new toys. I mean, let's face yeah. it, that's what. Well, the all Prime these, is. all
1: this is that that era when. Toy companies found out they can sell toys by making cartoons, and then they made cartoons about this, and then they made the toys, and then next thing you know, I mean, G.I. Joe, Mask, Mm -hmm. (laughs) He-Man, Transformers, all these were sold because of cartoons.
0: Have you uh, – on a side note, have you watched The Toys That Made Us? Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's great. They they talk about that stuff too. Um, Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so this is – set in the uh, faraway future of 2005, (laughs) um, where um, the uh, Autobots uh, and the Decepticons are continuing their war, and then uh, a a third party uh, comes into the scene, and that is Unicron, we talked about a little bit ago, Uh, the massive transforming planet played by Orson Welles in his final role. Yes.
1: And arguably his greatest. (laughs) We've made Um, that argument before. um,
0: Allegedly, he, like, had no idea what was going on.
2: You don't say. Um,
0: (laughs) uh, Also, this is a pretty kind of 1980s stacked cast in that you've got um, Galvatron voiced by Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Um, you have uh, fresh off the Breakfast Club, uh, Judd Nelson. <laughs> you've got um, uh, you've got uh, uh, you know five I mean, this, years.
1: This rivals any Pixar cast they throw together. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you've got you've got uh, uh, Scatman Crothers. I think in one of his last roles. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, he died shortly after the release of this film.
0: Um he, he had already been uh he had already voiced the character of Jazz in the cartoons. You had Casey yeah. Kasem. Uh you had uh um uh god damn it. Oh uh, um what's his name? Uh, Robert Stack. Yeah, he uh, was
1: uh, uh, f- Ultra Magnus. Yeah, that's
0: course, a voice I Air recognized
2: Fo- when I was listening. Yeah, that's Robert Stack. Uh you
0: didn't recognize Leonard Nimoy? No,
2: I, I I did recognize that, but the Robert Stack is is like an unmistakable uh oh, voice. yeah.
0: And then, as we mentioned already, Eric Idle as Retgar, um, who talks in gibberish TV <laughs> language. Um, yeah. So um, again, this I, I, this makes zero sense to anyone um, outside of context. Yeah. But goddamn, it was the biggest thing in the world. For so me. good.
1: Hey, Cody, had you seen? Have you even seen the Michael? You seen the Michael Bay Transformer movies, right?
0: Unfortunately,
2: yeah, I've seen all of those in okay.
1: so you knew who some of the characters were, even in the bastardized yeah. forms yes, yes, okay,
0: oh God, there's some serious bastardizations oh awful. i think I think uh the last night had the worst one where hot Rod right. was like a French jerk off
1: it took me i tr- last night it's on Amazon Prime, and I never saw that in the oh, theater so that's the- that's the one I didn't see in the theater. I saw all the other ones in the theater, and last night i it took me. Seven separate viewings to get through that film. Like I could only watch it in like fifteen to twenty minute increments. I was it's telling I was of a film. I
2: was telling Jerry about because Jerry has not seen the last night.
1: It's uh, yeah. I've told him to watch it. It's so. I was bad.
2: I was telling him about and Jared. Do you remember this too? The extended scene of the characters explaining the law
0: that says that it. That- no, no, you're thinking. You're thinking of uh, uh, the one before that. Dark side. Oh. Or, you're uh, thinking. I know, sure. uh, uh you're thinking of uh, Age of Extinction. Oh, oh that's, that's, right, the that's first, right. That's the Dynamo first Mark Wahlberg one. Okay, thinking, I, God
2: yes. damn, there were two Mark. I,
0: maybe I never saw yes. the last night. Then the last night is um, it doesn't Earth have his <laughs> Earth yeah, is Unicron. Earth is Unicron in the last night. Yeah, uh, that's the one. Like, remember at the end of was it the end of Age of Extinction where Optimus Prime like fucked off to fly? Into oh space? Yeah. yeah, And yeah. he came back like evil in the yeah, last but, night, basically.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, God, the fucking movie. <laughs> and like uh,
0: it has uh, Anthony Hopkins as like uh, the Guardian. This is my my favorite part of it because it's so terrible. Um, the Guardians of the the Whitwickens. Oh fuck! No way! Because <laughs> of course the the this based on the character Spike Whitwicky from yeah. the original series, and yes. then uh, Shia LaBeouf was whatever Sam Whitwicky. And, um, yeah, there was the, w- <laughs> the w- Wiccans. Wiccans. <laughs> and so, so, bad. so, bad. <laughs> so like, uh, um, oh, Anthony God. Hopkins' character had this, like, insane robot butler. Like, literally, like, psychopathic. I'm pretty sure it was Alan Tudyk, uh who played him. And, like, he was just a nutcase. And, like, he ended up taking Mark Wahlberg and some woman. I don't even remember who it was. Like on a submarine to some secret layer, like it was, holy shit, man! It's
1: fucking, it's, it's insanely awful.
0: Like it, it's, that's the thing. Um, and I've talked about this with Cody before, Eddie, but that's the thing about like Marvel fans are getting like their childhood spoon fed to them right yes, now. Yes, we are. You know, and it's and it's we great. Are. Like you, you know, but with the the Transformers stuff. Like, it's all filtered through this Michael Bay horseshit. I know, I know. Like, like I, thought, a...
1: I thought with Bumblebee they had a chance. Because with that opening segment on Cybertron, and the Transformers looking like Soundwave, look like Soundwave. Right. Like, and Bumblebee was a Volkswagen bug. And he didn't look like Bumblebee, but he transformed into a bug. And I'm like, okay, if they're doing this to sort of reset everything, and they're going to take it forward, I'm like, this, is, this could work. They could go this way, and then... You could have uh, John Cena, maybe that's Duke, and you're tying in the G.I. Joe world ah. for a later on sequel farther down. Like That's what I thought when I was seeing the beginnings of this. And then at the end, when he turns back into, when he transforms oh, yeah. into a Camaro, or what was it, a Camaro, or whatever yeah, it's it was, Camaro. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they just tied it back to those original shit movies. Yeah. Like, I thought they were rebooting it, and I thought it was going to be good.
0: I Yeah, um, though, though none of those Michael Bay movies have continuity within themselves That's anyway. true. That's but true. uh um like the the idea that like so so I I feel like they got Optimus Prime right at least for the most part. There for, are sometimes the, yes. he turns into like a psycho like ripping heads off and shit. Yes. Um but it's uh, the
1: closest one they got.
0: Yeah, but then there's like I mentioned like there's Hot Rod who is of course the main character in Transformers the movie the animated version in yeah. the last night he's like a french ferrari and he doesn't do anything no uh and he just sort of is a, like a french asshole and then that's it and well, then in other stuff like the first
1: stuff, transformers like, movie jazz gets ripped in half and then prime's like oh well we lost a friend and then goes on yeah. to his life yeah <laughs> he like just kind of picks happened. it up like, it's like you killed jazz is dead and you're just acting like it's nothing
0: yeah yeah I, there's so many I, I i i i wish there was someone that wasn't like a sp- I don't. I don't even know what to call Michael Bay, like he's a, you know, he's clearly a, an action director, and he clearly makes some some great set pieces. But holy shit, the storytelling is yeah. utter dog shit.
1: And and, and I don't know why ma- the source material is already there. Follow the source material.
0: And I I don't get why that movie became the one to be, you know, in this era, the one that's just sort of like. We're just gonna fucking take it in the whatever direction we want to. Yeah,
1: we don't care. We're not sticking to any of the source. None. Yeah,
0: like, like no, you're you're pandering to the fans. Like that's who's coming to see this. Like you're, I don't think you're drawing in like new Transformers fans. You're drawing in the the people that have grown up with this shit because right. it's been around for thirty years. Ugh, uh, but yeah, it's so 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 to harken back to a better time when they gave us exactly <laughs> what we wanted um, is Transformers the movie from 1986 um so how often how what's when was the last time you re re rewatched it eddie
1: Uh, oh actually jerry and i saw it in the they had a theatrical presentation of it probably i would say less than a year ago probably about eight months ago and we saw it in a actual theater which was kind of cool
0: how uh, how was the crowd? There was it a bunch of old like guys. Your yeah, it was age like or... all
1: it was like a bunch of you know forty something dudes, <laughs> and we were all cheering, <laughs> cheering at all the right parts. I mean, it was uh, it was an experience, again, an experience I didn't I hadn't had since I was a kid, and the one I had as a kid was way different in the theater because you weren't expecting Optimus Prime to get killed. Yeah. And so it was a it was like literally the Luke, no, I'm your father moment. It's like up there in cinema. For Star- Transformers fans, as the Luke, I'm your father scene from Star Wars, as much as you know, seeing Prime die, you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, so, but like, we were able to watch it as adults in a theater setting, and it was it was a fun, it was a really fun time.
0: Cody, what did you think of the movie, just in general?
2: I, I mean, I I thought it was, it, it's so hard to judge t- because it was it was. Incomprehensible at times. <laughs> but I mean, I think, I think, like, I think once you get into the groove, it is something where there's almost always something happening in it. So there's not mm-hmm. a lot of downtime or a lot of like exposition or even. Effort for exposition, really. It, it's just kind of constant, like like battles and stuff like that. And so, yeah. you know, one thing I didn't know was that Optimus Prime died in it, and I thought that that was quite. I mean, I can I can certainly understand how, especially as a kid, how that could be seen as a major what the fuck moment. Um, I, I laughed out loud multiple times at the musical cues though. I just like, especially <laughs> finally hearing you got the touch in context. <laughs> was it? Was That's uh, worth it alone, right? <laughs> yeah. It was a big time moment for, it was a coming to fruition moment where I just, I was like, oh, so this is, this is. Now Boogie Nights makes sense. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I, 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 I can't say that I like fully enjoyed it because I was so confused as to what was going on and but I think that i I, I and, and also my perspective is a little different because I look at it as a relic like even when it's not playing like 80s montage motivational songs it's got that super synth heavy like 80s sound to it um yeah. and uh and so to me it's it, it is a relic and hard to take uh and because I mean stuff I, I it's just so hard to imagine this stuff in context it's hard to imagine this taking place at a time where this was probably like badass and super cool and like of of the time so it's
0: it's hard to judge i think it's um uh, it's at least <clears throat> did you think find it at least like kind of fun to look at? Because it's real. I think the animation's really, really well done.
2: It, yes, and I think that, that that is one thing that does stand out is that the animation style is, even though it is it is an older movie, um, it does look cool. And I think that um, that that it's sort of, even though it it ha- it's it sort of like runs in between looking dated, but like you don't really mind that it looks a bit dated, um, because I think that it gives it a stylistic flair um that that at least keeps things interesting um i was having trouble keeping track also and tracking too of um of like which side they were on i know that there's like the logo on there but everything sometimes happens fast and i'm like which one is oh jesus Cody! yeah i know
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it's uh it's probably one of the last like fully hand-drawn animated like hand-drawn and hand-painted animated films that I can remember seeing because I think like after like 89 Disney went all like computer coloring. Yeah. Um, I actually had a uh, uh, an animation cell from the movie. Oh really? Uh, it was a model cell. So it wasn't like used in the movie but it was a model cell of Rekgar, oh, wow! And it was hand painted. Well, um, awesome. I ended up selling it when I bought my first house but um, when I was a kid, so when I was like 12 or 13... Probably twelve. Uh, that was when like the comic book shops sprang up everywhere. Yeah, and there was a uh, a small one near my house, and they had on the wall two separate actual animation cells from the movie, like sequences. Oh, cool! Um, and they were sixty bucks a piece, which at Dang. the time may well have been may well have been a thousand bucks to yeah. a twelve year old. <laughs> And God, I wish I'd had one of those still. That's like owning. It's like owning a piece of Tom Hanks's nose is how I (laughs) like is how I describe (laughs) it to my wife. Like, because you're actually literally owning a piece of the movie, like like a frame of the film. Like, literally, this is part of the film. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's something that I wish I could have bought way back then. But, you know, that's I was way too too broke as a 12 year old, like most 12 year olds are, I think. Yeah. um <laughs> yeah so uh, um <laughs> thanks for thanks for recommending this Eddie it's a uh, it's always nice to revisit this movie when's uh, the last time you've seen it uh about uh probably six months ago okay um <laughs> we're about the same <laughs> yeah um i I do have because I um Cody if you remember this when we went to mondocon mm-hmm. the poster convention I bought the um one of the artists was selling a Transformers the movie poster. Yeah, uh, which is really awesome, and I it inspired me to rewatch it. Um, I'm
2: I'm I'm sort of curious, Eddie, as to what kind of led you to making that that pick. Like like what what in your mind, um, you know, when it when it came to quarantine watching. <laughs> 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 it Sprung to mind, and I know that we talked about it on the ramble just the other day. And, and 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 as a tease, I think that you and Jerry will be reenacting a scene from this movie as well. On the we're we gonna
1: Ooh. we're gonna be reenacting the climactic battle between Megatron and Optimus Prime. Yes, Ooh. I believe I have one a part in stand, that. One shall fall. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I and hope. you do have a part. You you come in as Hot Rod, I believe. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So so, what? what it's, get back to the question. What what what, what had you uh what, like? What, why did this one spring to mind as something that would be a good t- thing to watch during quarantine?
1: Um, because I haven't seen it in um like I said, it's like probably eight nine months ago since I've seen it, and I it's uh I don't know. It's just one of those movies where you don't think about it, and you don't think about like oh I haven't seen that, and I just I want to put it in and just sort of watch something. I haven't seen it in a little while, and it's, it's something I, I, I do want to show Colton, but I I got to – I need to – I don't want to do what you did and go in with no point of reference. Like <laughs> I need to – he needs to see some of the older cartoons before going in and seeing this film, um, which I guess if I had to recommend actually seeing it again, if I had to do it over again, I'm like, no, you need to at least watch – season one of transformers before you watch this movie, just to have a point of reference on everything.
0: Does he, uh, I I mean, I know transformers is still around right now. I don't know what the cartoons look like these days, but is he into that? Um, that's, he's not
1: super. And he hasn't really just been exposed to it a lot. I took him to see bumblebee in the theater and he really liked it. Yeah. And he was into it. And he had a lot of questions about transformers. And every time we visit my, my parents, I still have a lot of my old transformers, in my parents' house. And I'll show those to him, and he's he's into it. But it's just not, it's not, avail- as readily available as it was when I was a kid to watch it all the time because I had that old VHS tape with like season one on it, and I would watch it all the time. And um, I need uh, I've been meaning like I just the other night showed him an episode of GI Joe just to try to get ah. him into some GI Joe stuff because um, otherwise kids nowadays they'll just turn on YouTube and watch guys play video games. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You've got uh, you to watch. Got to watch. Cartoon characters you love getting murdered. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> instead of some <laughs> oh, idiot a d- playing a video game.
0: A deep cut uh, would have been uh, to select the GI Joe movie. Oh yeah. To really rattle Cody's cage.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the birth of Supreme tour.
0: No, that's the uh, Serpentor was around. Before, oh, he's already
1: right? built. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's when he was. That was. That's the, when uh, Cobra Commander gets
0: turned into a snake.
1: To a snake. That's right. He gets turned into a snake.
0: And then Duke dies, but not really.
1: Not really, yeah. because they they pulled a Yui after what happened with Transformers. Yeah. And
0: and it's the the lead voice is Don Johnson. Oh wow, as Falcon. Yes. Anyway, did, did, that's a. Did you happen to, I about
2: that. <laughs> when you and Jerry went to rewatch it and see it in theaters? Do you remember? Any, like, thoughts that you had, like, th- that changed or shifted after seeing it, like, in that context versus, you know, knowing it in a different way or even seeing it as a kid versus seeing it as an adult? Like, like what was your perspective of it having, you know?
1: I was way – I mean, I was just having the theatrical experience of it again was way – I was way more into it visually. I forgot how visually great of a film it is. Like, we're talking about the animation and – the pacing of it and it's just a constant there's constantly something happening and you're just immersed in it and it, the time just flies by there's no dead time in that movie and yeah. when you're watching it at home on a TV you kind of that kind of you don't have that same experience you don't get that immersive experience you're kind of like oh, I'll hit pause I'll go to the bathroom I'll go get something to eat like you don't lose yourself in the movie when you're in the theater and that movie is happening there's no time to breathe and you just completely lose yourself in it especially yeah. being a Transformers fan and then not seen it like that since I was a kid. I'm just like, it's like I'm experiencing it all over, the spectacle all over again. So it it was cool to do it It, that way.
0: Isn't it funny, um, you know, as a 40-something guy to to have a conversation that you never thought you'd have when someone's like, hey, when was the last time you saw that movie about that toy you (laughs) loved as a child? Like, "Eh, it was like six months ago. Like, shh. Like, there's no way my dad would have been at 42 saying like, oh yeah, I watched that movie about... uh, Oh
1: no, my dad was watching Sharky's Machine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my dad was watching Bonanza on the TV. <laughs> well, uh uh cool. Uh Eddie, thanks again for joining us on yeah, the I show. This was fun, man. This was really um fun. you got any plugs you want to give out?
1: Um you can check me out. Um Every day on Patreon.com, on The Ralph Report, I co-host with Ralph Garman. It's a subscription-based podcast, uh, 15 cents a day, $3 a month for a new show, uh, five days a week. Uh, Also, every Wednesday, I'm with Cody and Jerry Rocha doing the Ramble. And then Tuesday, Fridays, we do Ramble Radio on YouTube, um, on the Ramble uh, YouTube channel. Um, And that's about it for right now. So check those out
0: cool uh also you can listen to cody and i's other podcasts uh our flagship the cine podcast right now we're reviewing um vod movies since movie theaters are barren until mid -July. july yeah um yeah we'll we'll see what happens there uh also our other podcast re mcu our latest episode uh featuring uh jerry rocha uh who guest starred with us or who guested with us um i guess starred whatever uh, to talk about uh Iron Man 3 a movie he is very very fond of that neither of us v- were but you can listen <laughs> to that episode now it's out uh, wherever you get your podcasts um, and if you like it uh, if you listen please 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 leave us a review give us a five star rating so we can get seen by more people um mm-hmm. it's uh kind of hard to break through on the the old Apple podcast these days yeah, so it is
2: yeah uh, and I mean it's a, like again we've said over time, you know, nobody else is doing quarantine podcasts right now. We're the only one out there. <laughs> this is a unique, novel idea, and I think we just really need people to latch on and, and know that there's there are people out there trying to entertain you through quarantine.
0: And uh... <laughs> uh, Yeah, and if you want to reach us, you can email us at podcast at Find us on Twitter at Cinesnob. Facebook, Cinesnob Critic. Uh, anything else, gentlemen, before we wrap this thing up? It was a lot of fun. I... I, I, I Finally had an excuse to talk Transformers on a show with Cody. And 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 I finally had to listen. (laughs) 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 Anything else, fellas? No. no. All right. Well, Eddie Pence, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. That's fun.
0: Uh, I'm Jared Kingery.
2: And I'm Cody Viafania.